Let's go. Hey, welcome to TTV Podcast Season 2, Episode 5, with our special guest, DeathWorks. Hello. Hey. And our Captive Studio audience, of course, at the push of a button. They are in, in the soundboard, so... Hold on. I always have to switch to a different page for this. It's not really about... Yes. Hey, there we go. <laughs> All right. Alright, so, uh, it's been a month, it's been a month, things have happened, things have changed, uh, Purpose wasn't here last month, but he is back! So, Purpose, what are you, I assume you're unmuted, right? Can you talk? Sure. Alright. Exactly, yeah, we heard you. So, what have you been up to? What's going on? Where have you been? Oh, man. So, uh... The last couple months have been really rough. Uh, so we have, I have been doing schoolwork. Uh, finished up my last core class. I have to take a, a welding class this summer over the, it's just an eight week class over the summer. And then uh-huh. I will have my kit and be done with college. Oh, nice. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, the, the weekend of Easter, we started uh, we started the demo on the bathroom at, at our house, uh, and Nuka and I have been working our butts off on the bathroom. Uh, we got everything pretty good. Uh, we're going to be working on it a little bit more this weekend. We got all the drywall up and everything in. We just got a mud paint it and it should be the new trim and hang your cabinets and stuff and we'll be good so oh, cool. uh, we're, yeah. that process that process was a very very uh process there was a lot mm-hmm. wrong with that bathroom and being the only bathroom in the house it made a it, it, it was a it was a rough Ooh. little step Lots of so, going to friends' house, mm-hmm. houses for shower, oh, stuff damn. like that. So it it was tough. Yeah, it was, it was a tough couple couple months there while we were working on that. I've never done a I've never done renovation on uh, on any of my home stuff. So it was a mm-hmm. first for me. And just bathroom. The bathroom has literally everything. It's got the electric. It's got the the water. Or you know anything that can go wrong, it's in your bathroom. So, oh. um, to to get that done, you know, uh, had to had to replace joists and and a lot of. I mean, it was completely. We we had to got the whole thing and and start from brand new from the from the foundation up. I mean, it it was just pretty rough. So, uh, never done that before. Have done it now, and and uh, uh, like I said, it was it was a tough time, but. Almost at the finish line, uh, yeah. I learned, yeah, I learned a lot. Almost at the finish line, a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. working on the house. Uh, so that's all good. So. Gotcha. All right, I didn't want to cut you off and interrupt you because you're telling the story, but your your mic's being a little weird. I don't definitely can can you hear that too a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you've got a bit of a kind of robotic quality. Yeah, I don't know if you're do you want to try to plug it, test it real quick. Yeah, let me mess around with that. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to say around with it. 
So we have a new person on the guest this time as Deathworks in this little box down below me. So Deathworks, can I give you two gear of the 411? Who's Tefty? What do you do? What do you do in your spare time? What do you stream? All the fun stuff. Uh, I am a, d a dad, a husband. Uh, my, my daughter's six. She's uh, she's like the, the, the ray of sunshine in my life. Uh, outside of that, video games, streaming, um, hobby-wise, climbing, painting, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, uh, oh, climbing. Nice. I didn't know that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when I was young, <clears throat> I say when I was young. Oh God, I hate saying that. Uh, no, uh, about I had to say, God, about nine years ago now. I was I was really into my climbing side of things, I climbing side of things. And I, oh, I pee myself there for a second. Self there for a second. I mean, Perfect turned the self fix on. You good? I think yeah. you good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had um, I was going three, four times a week uh, for about. Oh three to five hours at a time so um, like the 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 rock climbing like in the gym something like that or yeah or yeah but bouldering oh, essentially yeah oh nice it was really really good fun i used to i, I really used to love doing that um, i've done that once but never it's so much i guess there's a lot of upper body strength right to climb there's a lot of just full body strength to be honest oh, at the time i was i was the the lightest i've ever been whilst being at full height because I'm six foot three, but at that point I was seventy-eight kilos, so I was like, I, I was thick then, really. Um, oh man! At, at the time, but uh, yeah. Ever since like moving out with my wife and what have you, because we we went and lived in Thailand for a bit and Turkey for a bit. Mm -hmm. I, I've like my weight went up and up because I just wasn't doing all that activity anymore. But um, yeah, sort of fun, sort of fun. I also like I said, paint models and. Just, have time with my wife and my daughter yeah. when I can. But. Well, when are you going to, because you said you were going to do, when is the paint modeling stream coming up? I thought you were going to do it. Um, that is a good question. I, that, it's going to be soon. I have a, I have another a, a streamer friend. Um, yeah. She is mm -hmm. called, um, oh, oh, I'm trying to think what she's called. Paint to Scale. And we've said that we're going to do a, a, a stream together at some point. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll hopefully be combining with her at some point to, to do a proper one. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just... I know it sounds silly. When I go to do the streaming, I've got, like, a ritual that I go through to do the streaming. Mm -hmm. So with stuff like I will go ahead and do... Um, set myself up and everything. But when it comes to doing painting, I, for some reason, I dislike setting up painting it's the it's the worst part of the experience oh. is setting up painting even though it takes less time than setting up for streaming it's weird i know that could imagine i'm just like that's more yeah it's not as <clears throat> i would imagine it's not as harder setting up for streaming yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a well, lot more to do i imagine you it yourself yeah I haven't done anything creative on streams, only like putting Lego together, but usually that means I have a camera that I try to remember. It's like right here to put my hands under so you can see it, but then the camera appears, also looking. So, yes, mm -hmm. cam camera angles and painting and stuff are usually hard to remember where you're looking at and where, you know, like the people are looking at to see everything for sure. But yeah. But, um, all right. And update for B, because every time I'm always here every month, and every month, and let's see. 
trying to recap. I did this. This is pretty much probably the last update from from last month to this month. I went to to color my hair. I think I was talking to Faith. It was like, you should do some uh, like like just move the color down and then you know put another color on top and see if anyone notices that your hair keeps growing out in different colors as it keeps going out. So, but I decided to go a little different. So, I guess yellow and green with like the purple tips. Um, beyond that. Work's still the same, so no, nothing has really changed there. And yeah, it's in the same old, same old. Like trying to, to think if anything else happened. <laughs> this is where I never remember. Like, because I'm always here. I'm like, what did I do differently? This doesn't seem like anything has really changed from the last month to this month for sure. But um, I am house hunting, which is probably different now. So house hunting, trying to find a house uh, to see. So we'll see. I think that comes to that point where you can't live at home. I mean, you could totally live at home still, but, you know, like, when you live with someone who's your mom, it gets to the point where you're like, maybe you want to move out, don't you play? So we'll see how that pans out and everything. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much been the update. Still the same thing, streaming, non kick kick's been going okay. Um, I mean, we have viewers and such, but, you know, like, it's always kind of quiet, but, you know, people just like to lurk and listen and listen to the dialogue and listen to the conversation, whatever you do. That's why I always... Most of my streams are usually with people, so that's why I always have someone to come converse with and talk and cover that. So, but Kick has been going well, so I'm just I'm meeting people on Kick that I usually went on that on Twitch cheater. So yeah, all right. So that's update purpose. Are you? Did you figure your microphone? Just want to check to see. Yeah, I uh, I hope I did. Uh, am I still? Do I still have roboting issues at all? Do you know? Can you tell? I think it's better. Uh, In fact, what do you think? It's better, but you do still have. Yeah, like a little, a little tiny. You still have it. Okay, hold on. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, as he's working that, I'm going to see if I can pull this link up because I can't touch the Discord on this computer because Dufty's right there, <laughs> so it's gonna freeze them. Then I was like, uh, I was right. So the first topic of conversation is live action Disney, and we've seen. All right. This oh. should be better, sorry. Yes, it is. Don't, don't yeah, yeah. interrupt, but this should be better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's definitely better. 100%. 100%. All right, so um, there's a big trend of Disney lately to do live-action films. And they're transporting a lot of their love of their um, classic animated films into live-action. I think, I don't remember the order, but I think Aladdin was probably first, then Beauty and the Beast, and now Little Mermaid is coming out. I think that, I don't know if that's a critical order, but um, they're all been live action. They're all been Disney animated films. So before we go further to see if this pops up in a random spot, it does over Dutty's face. I gotta move it again. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's over here. All right, so we're gonna just partake in what the um, just to watch and purpose. Have you, has your family interested or seen the Little Mermaid live action trailer and wanted to go see it? Um, apparently, uh, I'm going to try and skip, but Monday, oh, uh, really? right. <laughs> it sounds like Nuka is going to try and make me go. Uh, oh. I'm not that interested in that movie per in particular, but, uh, you know, all the girls are and, and Nuka is, uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to go see it. Yeah. All right. Here, let's watch her come on. Get these opinions there. If it's your place. Oh wait, it's muted. I thought I thought I'd have a quick check to see whether or not which was the first kind of live action. Oh, do you have a quick check? 
Do you remember which one was yeah, the first? I had a quick check. Uh, and it, it actually started a fair while back. Oh, it did? We actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah I, and actually, now that I, I think about this, it's kind of true. Um, so the first one, technically speaking, was the... Was it Cinderella? It was it Cinderella? No. No, it was it Cinderella? It was. Okay. Before that, it was The Jungle Book in 1994. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a yes. 1994 Jungle Book. And then the ones that... But the thing is, the ones that have been really kicking it off recently in terms of the, the kind of remake from animated to not animated mm -hmm. is actually Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, that one, too. Yeah, I forgot there's a couple more. Alice in Wonderland also. Okay, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, which was 2010. Mm -hmm. But then we've we've seen it come forward more and more. 2016 for the Alice through Looking Glass. But then when it really, really kicked off was Beauty and the Beast in 2017. Yeah, that's right. That's one. All right, so for those who have not seen it, we're going to watch real quick the little more trailer from the podcast side. You'll hear it and the other. So we're just going to... Hold on. Before I do that, let me turn off the music real quick. So it doesn't conflict with that. So we're just going to watch Trevor Rick. Sebastian, Ariel needs constant supervision, and you're just decrepit. I have no witness, not what? We've got to be bold. <laughs> Act quickly. I'm a crab on a mission. <laughs> I still got it. Let's go! When I give the signal, rob me. Got it. No, you, you. Yeah. Are. <laughs> Ariel. 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 Ow. Sorry about that. Ah, get off me, you fool. This obsession with you is just a stop. I just want to know more about this. Your father wants you to stay as far away from the human world oh, as possible. Can you help me? Ariel killed the prince yet? No. Kissed your bird brain. What child? The sea witch? What has your father told you about me? You would like to stir up trouble. I'll make you human for Awkwardly, that's in the way. Is that even possible? That's what I do. Okay. Well, luckily that was in the way, but all right. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the trailer. And in terms of, let me put the music back on. So in terms of the movie, and then I, I know I talked to you briefly about this too, tough to you beforehand. Is your 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 kids or your your wife and your daughter wanting to see that, or did they see it already? Or, or no, like, they were they were wanting to. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of a classic movie, and then like. The one thing that stand out, and I guess from, I think even from casting from like Aladdin's to also Beauty and the Beast, like that that transition of the lead actress. So like, I don't know, like, I guess like, is that I know like it's for people who have seen the animated film and seen it like the characters portrayed, you know, like relatively white and like I, I didn't oh it's just I don't know just like does the casting choice make it like more authentic or does it make it more Cause like it's live action, so I'm not sure anyone's opinion on the casting choice, and I, I'm not sure I've, I've ever seen or let me see if I look up real quick. But um, 
And what about the, the the reality of doing live action where it's all animated, where like crabs are talking, birds are talking, but it's also in the Disney aspect. So what is your opinion on this kind of like genre coming to live action? I'm I'm not sure myself. Like I so of the live action movies I have watched, I I haven't watched any of them. Oh, you haven't watched any of them? Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I, like unless you go back to like 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians, yeah, like, the ones from back in the 90s, like the early 2000s, I've watched those, like Alice in Wonderland, um, but like. I like going to the the more modern era, right? The, mm-hmm. the like, I never watched Maleficent. My my kids did. Uh, I never watched Cinderella. My kids did. Um, Jungle Book. I didn't even know that that one was remade uh, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, never watched Christopher Robin. Didn't watch Beauty and the Beast. My, like all these. Like my kids watched. I sat there and made fun of. I I didn't watch those. <laughs> I did not. Nicholas Peanut Butter Gallery in the back. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, the 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 peanut the peanut gallery, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I I I did, I'm being told that I have watched these. I okay. I don't remember them if if I did. Like, I I don't think that I've watched any of them. Um, they they don't particularly interest me. Um, All right. But simply because, like, I I really like the cartoons. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought that they were really good. I think that they do a great job with them in the first place. And going back to like early Marvel, like the like the Hulk, right? I that kind of like that kind of animation kind of made me cringe. And and. I understand that, especially in that era, uh, it was good for the time, but you could still just tell, and it's, to me, it's just not, it's just off-putting, I I don't know, like, I I just don't get into it, so, well, I will likely see The Little Mermaid, because um, my family really wants to see it, I just... Not not super interested in it. Not my cup of cup of tea. That being said, I go and watch all the animated ones because oh, yeah. they're awesome. But mm-hmm. and 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 I and it's not that it's not that I don't think that these are good works or or anything like that because obviously I haven't seen them to to criticize them. I'm they just I I just don't see the appeal of them myself. Gotcha. FT, what are your thoughts? I think the idea of them kind of coming. <clears throat> forward and rather than remaking them as car- like cartoons again or animated should we say um is is a i mean it's a good move on their part it's going to make that it's literally going to print them money um mm-hmm. especially from the nostalgia point of view and the fact that there's going to be people growing up in it in an age where <clears throat> they won't go back and just watch those old films um i think the only thing that's that kind of bugs me about it is that some of the casting choices that they make. Yes, um, that's true. Like Will Smith as as, mm-hmm. as the the genie is the. I mean, he's the worst. I mean, yeah. he he has a charisma to him, understand, but 
no one can replace Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no one. He is just phenomenal. Was it, or was. I assume it was, it was at the time probably when Robin Williams passed, right? So that's when the Avalanche probably came up after. Mm. I would assume so, because... Yeah. I think I, the, the only other thing that I've got as a bit of an issue is is that there's been there's been a big push recently um, to do adaptations of things and have uh, more of an approach towards um, different I don't different um, ethnicities in in mm. the films and stuff and I think it's such a shame that although they are taking that approach like with the Little Mermaid or even going to um, the Velma program that's recently come out. I don't know if you've noticed that they've changed the, the race of the people. And it's like always the ginger person who gets the short end of the straw. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. the, this, the, first of all, there's, there's so many amazing, like, there's a, there's a lot of amazing programs or films out there. Like, um, oh, there's the, the Disney one that's really good and it's set in um, Louisiana. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Oh. Um, Princess and the Frog, is it? Oh yeah, 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 and that's an amazing one. I'd love for, to see that as a as a live action, and it is properly like set in the ethnicity kind of bandwidth that'd be just brilliant right. for a live action and and for their own sales. Um, or just go with something original <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> so but. true. I think it's right because like I think I was trying to touch on the casting because like that that's kind of off putting because like you see something in your head and you look. In, in the live action, and you just look a little slightly different. I'm not saying she's a bad actress or anything, or saying anything on what work she's previously done, but just like, because you're going based on something that's already kind of been like, you established. know, like established, yeah. So, like, if you don't look like like what you see, like, I think the one example that I would bring up is you ever seen like The Last Airbender, and when how they cast the actual movie by M. Night Shyamalan, which is totally awful in comparison to the to the TV show, and I think there's one of the other things to, like, span across is, like, I mean, it, it's good in this way, it's like, the, making the characters and the races diverse, but then, it's like the cross between, if you're doing something new, you know, then maybe that that would be good, but if you do something that's already established and kind of, I mean, Stick to it. yeah, to do that, and that's that's the case, but, like, some like, aspects would be, but yeah, I mean, like, the live action thing to see how things are done in live action is always interesting. So I definitely want to, you know, like see how it is. Like, and I think in comparison, Beauty and the Beast has been done so many times, like in in like TV and movies and like animated. So like, I feel like that formula of how they did it, like, I guess to have like what was what was her what was her name? Shoot, Hermione or her name? Emma Watson. There you go. Right. Yeah, Emma Watson, yeah, so that she played that, so that it's been recognizable to pull in that role and the singing. And I don't think in the trailer, did the trailer didn't really show any singing yet, so hopefully, I don't know if they're aspect they're hiding or maybe there is something in the scene, but, but we'll I see. I think but, they, they do as like a background bit, but nothing yeah. outstanding, uh, you know. Oh, nothing outstanding? Oh, uh, okay. Because like, that's how they made the film too, yeah, exactly, was was all was singing, so... I mean, it is, it is a thing, and then I think it's, like, the state of Hollywood still as it is. Like, a lot of things have been, like, repurposed, reimagined going forward. Like, necessarily not rebooted, but, you know, like, the the creativ creativity has kind of still centered. But, I mean, 
to create a franchise already established and put in live action for not necessarily geared towards us who've seen the animated film, probably more geared towards the younger kids who like to see a mermaid and, you know, talking crab and everything. But if you ever do a show at Chad or anyone's watching, maybe they haven't also watched the animated film if they haven't seen it. But I'm, I'm going to uh, be highly thankful. I don't know if anyone actually so, has not seen it, but yeah, go ahead. So a counterpoint to, because I, I agree with you in a lot of ways uh, with the, with the ethnicity changing being a little off-putting, but I do think that in this case with the Little Mermaid, it actually does make sense. Um, I think that living as deep under the sea as they do, being down as low as they are and whatnot, um, it would make more sense, right? Um, that, like, because a darker skin tone will absorb more heat. Um. Wouldn't it? So, in in that event, like, you would expect that they, like, the lower, the, the, uh, the life that low would be a darker complexion. Uh, uh. So, I mean, it, 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 scientifically, it makes a little bit of sense, but at the same time, like, I do see the, the other point. I, I think that, like, that type of thing isn't too, too big of a deal. Um, but there are cases where it is. Where there where it makes no sense for a recasting, for example, you use the Velma thing. And I haven't watched that. I It didn't interest me to begin with, so I don't really have a dog in that fight. But, like, it didn't really make sense. Like, how, how long has that character been, that, like been you know a, a gender white girl like it's it's been a long long time right so I, I do get the argument i just i think that if it makes sense for the re for the reimagining of the character then then sure but um at the same time if the if the character reimagining doesn't really perform any um any there's a, there's no reason for it then it to me it doesn't like then it's going to be a little more off-putting and and i actually i actually hold this stance very uh i am not a fan of the way that they like that marvel does it um because in my opinion wouldn't it be um and I think we've talked about this before, but isn't it like they in in Marvel's case they take a lot of characters and they just say, okay, well now here's the new female version of this character, and it doesn't make sense. Like, why can't that character be its own character and not have to stand in the shadow of this you know this man character, right? Like, right. to me, let them be a strong character themselves and 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 make them their own character and not well that's just the female thor or things like that just didn't like to me it's just like i don't know but yeah it's it's uh very oh you're i i would i would provide a counter argument to your counter argument 
Uh, only that um, a lot of like fish and stuff under the sea that get to a certain depth I should just lose color completely so I'd probably say it's more likely that it just wouldn't have color in there in the first place I think I, if she had see-through skin I, I would just that I mean that would be so lore accurate really she would just not actually have a color of skin because it would just yeah it should be I mean you go down and you see they have to use bioluminescence to be able to see each other because of just how deep they go because it just do you know what I mean? Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're absolutely correct. Um, in terms of in terms of the my only statement in terms of Marvel is and and, and DC and what have you as as a result is unfortunately, unfortunately for some I suppose um, they have like almost a hundred years of comic books to draw back on and over the course of that hundred years they have literally just done a male and female of pretty much every single idea that there is possible at the minute for, for some form of comic book character and so they've always got that that like loose card in the back of their pocket that they can always bring out and be like and this is the female version or this is the male version and stuff and i know exactly what you mean in terms of it's a bit of a shame that they can't just be like an independent character um it's just you know to the extent where there was actually a stint in comic books where gorillas were banned because every single week they would have gorillas on the front cover of their their comic books because they sold for some reason they don't know why they sold but they did so it's like there's been so many stupid like story elements that have come into place to, to kind of expose like the male version, the female version, the gorilla version. That's it's genuinely a thing. Feel free to look it up. It's stupid as, but like there's a gorilla Superman and everything. It's it's ridiculous. Oh dang! Purpose giving the response? Are you good? Yeah. No, I mean I I do agree. I mean. My my only like so so like one of my favorite characters and I know I've talked about this before is Miss Marvel and and Miss Marvel yes I do know that you know you could akin her to like uh, a mixture of like Mister Fantastic and another character or something you know like but she's very unique and she was created like. She was a new character they created that was that represented a you know a underrepresented ethnicity and and a you know the the female gender which really I felt was awesome and then her character is just so cool on top of that right so like to me like that was like the you know the it was just the pinnacle of you know what I would like to see them do is is you know again you could say that she's kind of like Mr. Fantastic because she's like can get big and, and stretchy and all this uh, the stuff that she can do but really realistically her powers are completely different from him and and like they just came up with a, a new character who has their own personality who who isn't in the I mean kind of in the shadow of Captain Marvel but not in the shadow of any of these other characters and I just think that they did such a good job with her and I think that you know it, it could go a long way to try and find ways to expand upon 
their, you know, um, the characters. I like, and another thing is like, I I do I do agree that like they're they're just like the gender bend thing is like they they've been doing it forever, right? But like at the same time, like even though she is very like very similar to other characters, like she doesn't have like really any interaction. Like she's she's not overshadowed by this character. She's she's completely separate from them. And unless you are already um, accustomed to the universe, you might not even know that there's another character like her. And so, to me, it's just like, why doesn't like that was my whole the whole argument is why does it have to be female for? Right, like why couldn't they have given her her own? Which they did give her a little bit of differences with like the the shattered Molnir, you know, thing and and stuff, and and that's cool and everything. But like at the same time, like she is just female Thor, and and to me, like that that's a very big disservice to what they could do with a character in my opinion. I, so yeah, I, I see your argument and I, I understand the argument and yes, the gorillas thing is, is very silly. I just think that they could do better and like the creativity is, I mean, th- and this is across all, all formats too, right? Like yeah. this isn't just comic books. This is, we, we go, why, why are they remaking Disney movies? They're remaking them because they're not creative enough to come up with a new idea. The existing IPs are just, they can milk those cows. Why not mm-hmm. just milk why those not? cows? So. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. It's very, it's much easier oh. for them to, to use that, to just use something that exists than to create something new. Something new. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it, they, I think that Marvel uh, slash Disney are always really afraid to pull out of nowhere one of the other kind of uh, Marvel properties. Um, it's, it's weird that they are because like Guardians of the Galaxy, they plucked that out of nowhere a few years ago because of... Um, I'm trying to think of what his name is now, but... <clears throat> um, Gunn. James Gunn. He's done, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, because James Gunn decided to go so loyal with it. And I mean, if you go back to the original comic books and the actual like intro scenes and stuff like that, you can see just how loyal he was when he he decided to do like the the Guardians of Galaxy stuff. And it was, I mean, it's amazing. Like that was such a brilliant move on their part because it was something that was original. I mean, it's not original compared to the comic books, but in terms of like seeing that on the big screen, that was original. And and I know there's the. the there's so many amazing films out there that do all sorts of on every side of the, the field or what have you. My favourite comic book film out there is nothing to do with Marvel. It's nothing to do with DC. My favourite is V for Vendetta. And you want your originality, you see those sorts of films. You know what I mean? You go for those types of films where they are so original, so amazing. And half of, I mean, like V for Vendetta, he's not, he doesn't actually have like powers as such he's not invincible he can take a lot but he's not exactly invincible I think. and it's just a shame that not many more kind of go for that apart from like recently with um sandman um yeah. the, that series on, on oh, yeah. netflix mm-hmm. was, was amazing. Amazing. yeah that was good hi Emiko. 
yeah, it was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic, and like I, I really hope that they keep with this of doing the more original stuff because oh my god, it was it's just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think, and and to your point, the the it's not that doing a comic book in general is is you know uh, always a bad thing. It's just do one that hasn't been done. Right, mm-hmm. like we've seen right. a lot of these stories how many times? I mean, Spider-Man, we're to the point of how many different versions of Spider-Man, how many different versions of Batman have we seen? Yep. And it's like, you have such a huge catalog you could pull from and you just go back to those. And <laughs> I really liked your point when you brought up the Guardians of the Galaxy because it was out of left field. No one saw it coming and then a lot of people didn't even know what it was, and then they're just like, I love these characters! And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I like, 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 they did such a good job. James Gunn did, did great um, as far as staying true to the to the comics and, and really uh, staying true to the characters and, and making those characters are already characters that anyone could love. Um and and to put them on screen and just get them into the the uh, into the spotlight, so to speak, uh, really made me happy too. Mm. And one 100%. show I want to bring up before we have to move on to our next thing is that they just released. I saw when I was at Comic Con last year, but the Disney series American Born Chinese. I don't know if you guys heard of it or scene of Henry Ring. So it's kind of like, it's based on um, like the, uh, what was it? Oh, shoot. The Monkey King from like Asian folklore and I guess martial artists and it has like, let me just check the cast again. Hold on. So it has, I just started watching so I haven't got too far into it yet. But uh, Michelle Yeoh, Daniel Wu, I think, are like full. But yeah, Monkey King was like a very good, it's a very old story. That I don't think has been retold as. Oh yeah. Yes, I'm gone. Thank you, Yumiko. But yeah, um, but it hasn't <laughs> been told as often, and I think it's good too because the brick and Chinese is bringing it. It's kind of making it more, more modern to bring the story in, and it's a very good portrayal because most of the cast are um, <laughs> are Asian, and it's a very good um, representation of it. So if you guys see it, but here let me see if I can. Hold on. You guys have conversation. Oh, go ahead. Can I make a point that I've just realized whilst we were talking about this earlier? You know how we're doing all these live action like remakes of all these bits and pieces? I mean, I know that when we were younger, we used to, no. it doesn't matter if, if your gender or anything, we used to watch stuff no. like, you know, uh, Sleeping Beauty and stuff. It didn't matter, like, what, how, how, it's just you were a kid, so you would watch anything pretty mm-hmm. much that your parents would stick off, right? Yeah. There's been very few live action remakes of, of, of Disney properties that uh, this is getting back to what Purpose said uh, very few Disney action remakes that actually tickle like the the, the kind of more male orientated uh, or, or the masculine uh, orientated kind of um, ideals in films like there's mm-hmm. you know it as we were growing up and stuff there was always that thought of um, you know the the handsome prince saving the day, and it mm-hmm. t- t- I mean, in terms of how we we see things, it seems that that's that's one of those things that people go kind of towards when it's like the oh the he- heroine idea sort of thing, and we 
Uh, but there's not really many that were ever kind of tailored towards the more masculine side of things. So That's true. I, I kind of understand what Purpose is saying in that response. Yeah, so that, that I mean, it's not popular, right? Um, exactly. Well, it, it's, it's only going to sell so much, whereas right. there's the potential if you do, like, Sleeping Beauty or something, that there's more chance of you going to get both sides of it, you know? Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, so here, let me pause it again. Just to recap, Purpose, have you heard of the, the series American Bar Chinese or now? No, I have not. Okay, so we'll watch it real quick just to... Kind of give a recap. So, do you in podcast land? We are going to watch real quick the trailer for American Born Chinese from Disney Plus. You know, people love this. It's good for you. Right. This one looks like it's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> so, do you have a lab partner yet? Is there a Jim Wang here? Wang. This is Wayne Chung. Wayton. He's a new student and he's Chinese, like you. He's going to tag along to all of your classes. About these for us. One. Except math. He's way ahead of you in math. I just want to be a regular guy who does regular stuff. You made a new friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thought this year was going to be different. be able to help what's going on i'm not from this world i need your help with my quest to stop the uprising the gate between earth and heaven is opening okay you must stop it or everyone will perish the face of your world awesome, is yeah. in the balance mm-hmm. i don't really see how i fit into this whole thing you're my guide can we come up with something a little bit cooler than guide servant yeah no you're right guys better It will be difficult and dangerous. Are you the hero? What if I'm not, though? Fate is not decided up there, but down here. So freaking unbelievable. Everything is more connected than you think. Huh. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So yes, that's a very good bar, Chavis. It's on Disney Plus. I think Starter just premiered. Uh, recently, but I think it's a good original. I don't think I've ever seen anything as this in in um in a what do you call it mainstream for a while. Because like that story, myself I saw when I was a kid, and I don't think that's been repeated as often. But of course, again, it comes back to the fact that you know it is still a military property that's been out there, but they just revamped it for for the next you know the newer generation at this point. So, but yes. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those those uh, stories you, you hear every so often just pop up. I mean, mm-hmm. they tend to make a few more games out of it than they do the stories yeah. for TV and stuff. That's true. Uh, it's definitely a good watch, and or should be a good watch show. It's coming in now. All right, so we're going to kind of switch gears because we've been 43 minutes, so we're good, good chatting, but, you know, we have to kind of progress the the show. So, so our first, ask me any of your I questions. Mean, yes, but can we... What? You know, short rounds in that, are in that show. 
dude, Showrounds in there. I have to watch it. Oh, you have to watch it? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, 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 you have to watch it, yeah. Sorry. All right, so, um, Tersa has to ask me anything question. It's probably me. So, Duffy, I always wanted to notice, and I haven't just asked you yet, how did you get into voice acting? Uh, all right. Um, when I was younger, I, I mean, I used to like watching um, and listening to voices and stuff um, in terms of like on video games and all sorts. I used to like, I used to play stuff like Command and Conquer, and I was used to love the idea of doing the, the you know, the um, oh. Comrade General, you know, the, all the voices yeah. that they would do during the course of the things. And I'd just try and kind of repeat along with when they were doing the voices. Um, and then. It kind of got to the point where this wasn't even out of high school. I was like, I'd look in the mirror and just try and do the voices, try and do uh, like the, you know, what I can. Um, and it was one of those things where it would progress, but I would not, I wasn't really serious about the idea, the idea of doing the voice and stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, very strangely, I, I always knew I could do certain voices, like I can do like the per Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was I was at work, <clears throat> and there was a guy who I, I've doing a, a Scottish accent. There's one accent, an accent I love the idea of doing. I absolutely love the Scottish accent. And there was one guy that came into my work, and he came to talk to me, and he said a word to me. He said, "Wild," right? And I, he meant wild. But obviously, the way that the Scottish accent kind of sounds and, and puts that forward is, is wild, and it kind of clicked into place with me. I was like, "Holy crap! I just need—I think I just need kind of a word to get me in there. Like, it's like <clears throat> some sort of word that would just kind of set me off, so I could actually keep doing the accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, when I um, uh, when I do a Scottish accent, depending on what kind of accent I'm trying to do, it, like if I'm uh, trying to do that kind of Scottish accent, I'll, I'll do wild is that kind of one, you know. Um, but like if I do, it's, it's going to sound stupid when I do this saying this on a podcast, but like um, another one that I would do is trying to do a sexy voice as a Scottish person, you know. Why oh, hey, don't you like it? You know, that kind of thing, right? And just be a bit mm-hmm. like sexy with it. But I know it sounds stupid, but at the same time, there's a lot of people out there that really like a Scottish accent as a sexy accent. Oh. And it it, it kind of works. It, it's, it's a way of getting me into it, you know. Um, or like doing kind of a Sean Connery version. Where it's like, oh, I'm a shmoney pony, you know, doing much and kind of some bit of fun with it, you know. Um, it's just it's finding that word that those those kind of key phrases that gets me there. But uh, yeah, it was it all started from video games and TV. Nice. Look, I, I think that it's great that you use Command and Conquer as the the uh, voice acting uh, video game that you that you use because the voice acting the voice acting in that game was phenomenal. I love that game, and a lot of it did have to do with like the gameplay. Obviously, is very very important, but then the the minor detail to those voices whenever you're playing and and the uh, the things that are going on in the background, the things that I've heard hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times, like, it's just like, it never felt like it ever got old. 
I just yeah. love hearing those voices. They did such a good job with them, and that's awesome. It, it really, it, I smiled as soon as you said it. <laughs> nice. It was it was funny because it it always started with Command and Conquer with me, and then it went on to stuff like Warcraft Three as well. I always I loved the Warcraft Three ones as well, like you know the peasants from Warcraft Three going ready to work, you know all these kinds of things. Where it's just doing <laughs> those voices, it's like you know, if you've never played like Warcraft, you know exactly what I'm doing, and you know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about, and it's yeah. Um, so there you go, <laughs> there you go. And as he always, it's literally if you ever hang out with Defty, he literally goes every single voice and you start talking, and then yourself is like, I have to bash Defty to then I start making voices too. And it's just like voices going back and forth after a while. So, yeah, so please, fun time. But, uh, all right, so that was the ask me any question. So, the first topic is actually a topic that kind of perfect spread up. And for myself, I never realized that was going to be an option. But they, it looks like Blizzard uh, is no longer developing PvE mode, and purpose you can probably expand on that because you kind of brought it up. Um, and I, then you probably have played Overwatch a lot more than I have, and Defty has played Overwatch pretty much too. So, so can you expand on the significance of this development recently? Yeah. So um, with the announcement of Overwatch two years ago. Um, Jeff Kaplan was the uh, head developer at the time for Overwatch, um, and the game had gotten, in my opinion, Overwatch had gotten very dry. Um, it the the game modes just weren't there for me, and I was having a whole lot more fun whenever they would do the PVE stuff. They they would uh, do little events where you would do it almost felt like a horde mode um and i know that's not everybody's cup of tea but i thought that it was a very a very new fresh take on the overwatch aspect and to me the the thing about overwatch the thing that really drew me to the game in the first place like before the game ever came out i knew that i was gonna love the game how did i know they had such a good lore behind their characters um and all of their their cinematic movies and all, you know all these things that they would put out for each character release for for like they would they would just constantly be putting out more and more lore and they were using those in order to expand their world and at some point i felt like but the game's just a pvp game and like so that lore really doesn't mean nearly as much. And so whenever they came to announce Overwatch 2, what they announced was a new mode called Hero Mode. And Hero Mode looked amazing. So the idea of Hero Mode was it was going to be a multiplayer PvE experience um, where you got to play through certain Overwatch missions that, that they talk about and, and throughout the, the history of the game. And you get to do things with each character that we know that they've done in the past based on the lore that they've put out. But, like, you get to take part in that and and really feel the, the you know, it, through gameplay, get to feel the, the uh, connection with those stories 
And so the idea behind that whole thing was Hero Mode had... It was a sim- very similar to the normal Overwatch experience, except that you had, like, uh, talent trees. So you could change the way your character worked a little bit, which was kind of cool because you see the characters in the cinematics do things that you just can't do in the game. And it gave you the abilities to do some of those things. And then um, they also had, like a leveling system for your characters and things like that. So it really looked to me like it could be a very fun experience. Um, it was the reason I looked forward to Overwatch 2. Um, and so when they announced that Overwatch 2 was launching early and that they were going to only launch the, the PvP multiplayer, um, to me it felt really cheap. Um, you're just, all you're doing is just releasing a a couple Mm -hmm. extra characters to Overwatch, releasing one or two more game types, and then saying it's a new game, and it's not. It's not a new game. And so, but they, but they moved to the free-to-play model with Overwatch 2, which, if I am to understand, Overwatch 2's hero mode was not going to be a free-to-play model. Um... But basically, over time, they found that they were they were putting a lot of time and development into this hero mode that they announced, and they felt like they were putting because they're a, because everyone has to be a damn games as service uh, video game now. You can't just you know release a game. You have to constantly be releasing updates. Um, they they didn't they couldn't increase the amount of staff that they had working on multiplayer while keeping enough people to actually deliver the single player basically and so their their overall um, solution was scrap scrap the single player or the PVE mode that they were going to release and be done with it and to me. That was the only reason why I wanted to play Overwatch 2 because I've already played Overwatch. I've played Overwatch for years, and it did, like just releasing a new character is not enough for me. I I personally am so over the games as a service model. Um, I I just really wish that that not every game had to be that model because I would just like a game that I could play single player and be fine and not have to worry about you know. Oh, they they gotta release something new. I, like, it, I just it it doesn't appeal to me. And I and I get that, you know, we're we're that that's what sells now. But mm-hmm. I I just really feel that if you like the games that I've been playing, the games that like that I have really been getting into are a lot less games service games. Like, um. I, I really have, like, I've been playing a lot of, like, the, the Vampire Saviors game, which is such a simplistic game, but it's just something that I can sit and play, and I don't have to worry about, you know, oh, whenever the next patch comes out, I gotta do this stuff, which, you know, I mean, later on we'll go to the Genshin segment, and clearly that is a game that releases updates and, and more yep. story and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um... I don't know. I just don't want every single game to be like that. I, I think that it's like 
it just really I don't know it, it to me it just it really hurts the industry that that's what everyone feels that they have to do they can't just release a game like can't, they can't just work on a game and release or complete a game anymore they just have to release something that's you know cobbled together and we'll we'll fix it in the next patch that, mm, yeah it makes sense it's rough deserve indeed but yeah we were just playing overwatch too and defty what is your opinion on didn't this have you follow this mode and yeah i well i was saying to you earlier that um this season of uh overwatch is gonna be my last um because I, i'm I'm in, I'm in exactly the same boat as purpose um this season I'm, I'm enjoying it for the most part and there's there's like a i know it sounds silly but I, I have like goals that I set in place when I play a game and the new skin at the end of it, um, at the end of this pa uh, battle pass, uh, I genuinely want for because I really like the character Sigma. I was like, Do you know, what? I'm going to get that and then I'm just going to install it because it feels like a, a nice achievement for me to get that and then just kind of say no to it anymore. And it's partially the reason why I'm going to uninstall uh, Overwatch is because I just hate the idea of, you know, three over three years ago now them basically saying, um, yeah, this is all the, the, the new game's going to be and stuff. And then there's such a lack of content for Overwatch mm -hmm. one during the course of that 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 time, and actually before they even announced it, there was a lack of content. Um, uh, but the thing is, if they released number two, and although the the game engine itself is improved. It's still the same game. I mean, to a great extent, it's exactly the same game. It, there's been t slight tweaks to the game engine. There's been slight tweaks to the, the maps and stuff and some of those things. That shouldn't take three years. They should have been putting so much more time into that single player and stuff like that that they had the opportunity to do. I understand that there's a lot of problems that were going on at Blizzard. That's not our fault. That's 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 kind of like an industry, like the industry at the minute struggling, and it, it really is. But mm -hmm. it's such a shame because, like, it it feels like it feels like shareholders are the ones winning out every single thing. And actually, when when um, Microsoft put the acquisition through to buy Blizzard, I was actually really hopeful because. Yep. I was like, yes, but there's going to be a stage where the shareholders are going to be Microsoft, who owns the shares. It's not going to be split among all these other countries, and they're not going to be like fighting and vying for the fact that the basically the consumers, the people that are playing these games, are just money mules for them. Um, they'll still have microtransactions, but you know they would have also. I, I, I mean. Over the course of the years, I've had so much more trust in Microsoft over the, the, the past for a few years. Like, any company that can actually outright come, come out and say, we were wrong about something, and I mean, literally take the blame for it, gets way more credibility in my mind. And that's, I mean, that's happened recently um, when uh, Redfall came out and it had quite a few bugs and a few problems kind of go forward and stuff like that. And the uh, one of the CEOs of 
of uh, Microsoft said basically came forward and went, that was my fault. It's that's that was down to me. That was completely my fault. Please don't take it out on the 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 the, the team at Arcane Studios. That was on me. I was the one that made that that decision and stuff like that. For someone like that that's so high up to actually take credibility for something like that, and now they're getting blocked. And by the way, the reason they're actually getting blocked from making the acquisition is because the person in England who has uh, put forward the block uh, is also uh, <laughs> it's actually in lieu with uh, Sony PlayStation and they basically said they went forward to him and they said look we want to put, uh, we don't want them to go through with this and they tried their best to find any loophole to stop them from getting the acquisition in place and it fell on this one guy doing it and he was like oh it's it's for uh, portable systems potential basically so all it is is the idea that um, they don't want the ability to be able to give portable systems the games that a potentially Blizzard Entertainment could give them and Activision could give them well you know Microsoft doesn't have any say in that and hasn't had any say in that for years it's just the fact that they were just trying to find any system in place to do it but like it's such a shame it, they've They've, they've, Blizzard just keeps making their wrong moves recently, especially, especially with Overwatch. Like Diablo is doing great, uh, World of Warcraft, for the most part, is doing great. Um, Starcraft is just its own beast that just rules the Korean scene. Um, weird. So to to uh, echo that point a little bit, um, so. So like to to like to echo that point, um, as much as like if you would have asked me like five years ago, would I be okay with Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard? I would have said hell no. There's no way, right? Um, because I've always felt that the like I was kind of like worried whenever like. Disney bought Marvel, right? These bigger companies buying, most of the time, it just doesn't ever go the right way for the consumer, the, the, the viewer of the product, right? But Microsoft, like, has done such a good job at, they acquire these studios, and then they just let the studio do what the studio needs to do. And then they expect that whenever they do what the consumer wants that they're going to make money on it they're they're not worried about you know the you know obviously it's not to say that that they're not worried about money because they are obviously they 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 want to make money that's why they're acquiring things but they have enough trust in those studios that you're just going to make us money unless unless you're just making the wrong mistake every time we're just going to let you do what you're going to do we're going to we're not going to intervene and and they've done such a good job at demonstrating that and practicing that that i was just like whenever they announced this this acquisition i was like this could be the shot in the arm that a lot of blizzard properties need this could really take a huge you know weight off their shoulders 
that they don't have to answer as much to the shareholders because I really feel that that is a problem across all markets right now is, is everybody just really, you know, the shareholders need their money. You have to make them money if you're not making the money, you know, and so every decision, no, no decision is based on what's right. It's based upon what's going to make the money. And I personally feel that there have been recent examples of Microsoft just going, do what you're going to do. And then even if it's not like, does it make a lot of money? As long as it's not negative, right? Like as long as they're turning some amount of profit, then, oh, well, like they, they did their thing. They tried something like I was super excited to see like what, what games could like be like whenever they buy Activision Blizzard, there's a lot more games than what is currently released that are like in the back catalog that will never see the light of the day, uh, the light of day, right? Like there's stuff from, you know, way back in the day that is just never going to get made again because it's not going to be profitable enough. And I was just excited to see, will they pull one of those out of the bag and just let somebody make it just because... Like just because they they're not gonna go negative on it and, and just let us let us see one of these older you know a new a new take on an older an older IP that's kind of just dead in the water right now I I just yeah it it really it really sucks it really sucks that we have so much opposition to it and the and the thing is is like I said I'm normally one of the people that would oppose all of it right like but at this point it's almost like um, you know, you're you're uh, you're just thinking to yourself, where where's the lesser evil at? And I just feel like it's as silly as it is to say, uh, I just feel like Microsoft is that lesser evil right now. Like Phil Spencer just coming out like like you said and saying, you know, yeah, Redfall, we we made mistakes on Redfall, and just seeing them own up to it, and like he's always been, and you know, it's always been in the industry that that he has been that type of guy. Um, so to see that type of stuff really goes a long way, and it makes me feel that like a lot like with with what we have with Marvel, you know. Uh, John Favreau or however you say his name like I think that that's like the guy for the job right like because he really puts that type of stuff on his shoulders and I think that those types of people whenever they're in a in the positions that they're in is great and I think it can do a whole lot to to uh, improve product for the consumer but it just sucks I, I really hope that they can can get the whole uh, the whole acquisition done and, and get it taken care of it's just been a long process and one that I'm just kind of fed up with like we, we let so many other companies just absorb another company that there's no reason in the world ever that this should happen and but but we're gonna say that like oh because if they if they have a really good streaming service and if if they got they got Activision Blizzard think of all the cool games they could put on their streaming service and it's like are you that that's really your your point of contention here that's the best you can come up with 
Like, that is just ridiculous. Just, just ridiculous. I agree. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think from my standpoint, because, like, I think you guys have played Overwatch a more than I have, and I only hopped on Overwatch when Overwatch 2 came out, so I never heard of the PvE, but uh, after looking at Overwatch 2 and looking like, it's, it just doesn't seem like there's anything innovative so for the way the dynamic is, and I'm guessing the dynamic of those you know the the roles and the, the players and like how they interact as a team is, is it hasn't changed drastically I assume from Overwatch one to Overwatch two like it's still well, the same. There's only five there's only five five members on a team now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it used to be six, so that makes it a new game. Oh, this new game. Oh, It's like little tiny little little tweaks here or there. Um, but yeah, so it does, does make sense. But yeah, I, I could see like how this mode would definitely upset because I think promising this mode for a while and saying, hey, no, we're not going to do this anymore because it's too much work. I'm like, that sucks. Like, that yeah. Would, yeah. But the other the other side to it is, you know, one of the things that the deputy said is exactly why they they scrapped it, and that was. Overwatch One, there wasn't really that many content updates. Like, mm-hmm. there they did not put out a lot of content, and so they had gone a while in Overwatch Two without putting out content. And they're like, oh, if we just keep doing this, then but so they scrapped the 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 one thing that I personally was excited for, which sucks because, as Defty said, what were you doing with all that time, like? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a lot of time here, a lot of development time that that just feels like it was like I I understand they had issues and things, but it feels like a lot of that time was just not utilized properly and not not, you know, not enough was put into it because if that's the 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 scapegoat if that's what we're we're pinning it on is this content like we have to put out more content for this other thing like the the what so you're just scrapping all the time that you put into the single player mode or the pve mode however you want to say it you know um the the co-op mode like that like that all just gets scrapped and it's like well how much time did you really put into that you could have put that much time Mm -hmm. into it because you like since we saw the initial trailer where it showed the hero mode we haven't seen it since at all they have not shown anything it's almost like it was scrapped immediately after kaplan left and they've just waiting been waiting for a time to to announce it which i called that as soon as kaplan left i i you know, I told new guys that they're not that Overwatch Two is never releasing. Like the the the, the PvP is going to release, and that's all we're ever going to get because, uh, you know, it there it just didn't make sense at that point. Like it didn't make sense for them to release it, and it really sucks for me because like I would go and I would look on you know look in Reddit comments and things and Reddit uh, I the overwatch forums a lot of these places i can understand why they scrapped it because i was like whenever they released overwatch 2 quote released right Mm -hmm. i was super upset that they didn't have hero mode 
why didn't you wait and just release it with the hero mode? That was my, my take on it. And whenever I went and made posts on these websites about it, I was absolutely pounced on about how no one cares about that game mode. What? And I just think that that's so far from the truth. You, no, no competitive players care, but there's a huge sect of, of gaming that is not competitive. And that's all that we try to do anymore is just make a competitive, like everything has to be esports. Everything has to be competitive. And then as a result, all, like there's no place for the casual game gamer like or there's very few places for them and these triple a titles and it just sucks because like i can be competitive but i actually prefer to just chill just be a casual chill gamer i like to i like to uh i like to optimize the way i play and i like to you know try and get all my edges and, and things i don't it's not that I'm not competitive. It's just that I don't want to play. Uh, uh, going going back to a really old term, right? Uh, uh, what 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 was it? Uh, whenever uh, I can't even remember the term. It's, it's been so long. But I like I I don't want to be like every game be like oh you you got to be in the esports crowd, right? Like. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't care for that. That's not yeah. that's not what I care about. And and it really felt like, especially with Overwatch, they pushed esports so hard in Overwatch. Like they put an they put an esports viewer in their game so that you could watch esports. Which let me like let me be clear. I don't know that anyone ever used that. They put so much work into that, and like no one cares. Like I, I just. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. I don't. I don't understand. Like, it was just. To me, it was just such a fumble. Just such a fumble. I'm done. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's all you got to say. So I'm looking at the bro. I, I, I have to be done because I could go on. You can go on. on. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Because it will be like a two-hour podcast. So the road map right. does say, like, at this one article, like, was it supposed to be like? story missions in season six so like i guess our season five going forward it was going to start so like based on the timeline yeah. where we were like they never got to that point i guess yeah yeah well the thing is that they, they, it's not that they were going to get rid of pve it's what they were going to do is we were going to do the thing is pv the the hero stuff was going to be its own element within the game uh, you'd be able to switch okay. over and do the pve at any yeah. point you'd be able to go in and you better level up your character going through the missions imagine like imagine for example um what's it called um uh, left for dead where you mm -hmm. go through the same missions over and over again but there's an element of like randomness to it and stuff right. like that and you'd have like the, the team opportunity to like four players or something mm -hmm. and you'd be able to pick who you wanted to and go through but at the end of it instead of picking up new guns and stuff you'd be able to level up your character and get new points and kind of just just influence how you play characters slightly. Um, that's what they've they've basically scrapped. You know? uh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, and and as a result, they are going to keep PVE in, but it's just going to be right. these these one-time events that just pop in. They'll do something for a bit, and 
I mean, they've just done the Star Watch event, right? And some people really liked it, and some people really didn't like it. But, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it was lackluster. It was just the exact same game mode as normal, with a few PvE elements thrown in there. And a map where they've just added some extra bits and pieces. Yes, it's going to take development time, but... I mean, honestly... If if Blizzard is working at like their proper capacity on something like that, I can't imagine that take that the amount of elements I had to go into that game mode. I can't imagine it taking more than two weeks, like to make that. I mean, we've they've, they've always had like I shouldn't say always. Going back a long time, they've had the PVE events. They've done like Halloween events. They've done like they've had these different events, but. That's not like the story missions are going to be more of that, and I did enjoy those a little bit. But a lot of those, it was just like you're standing in one spot, like you're in one small area of a map, and then like you kind of like it's a horde mode almost. And this this was supposed to be like completely new maps. It was going to be as Defty mentioned the the skill points the 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 changing like crafting the way your character worked a little bit more and being able to like get different interactions with different different players whenever you play with each other and and things was cool but it had like real like you were playing through like a an actual story mode whatever they call these story missions it's kind of uh that's in my opinion, that is a very stretched uh, stretch to get to that term, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're not story missions. Most mm-hmm. of the time, it's just uh, escort this payload to this spot, and then like these people attack, and then escort it further, and then the map's over. And congratulations, you just played the normal game but we're saying that there was a special escort inside of your your payload like it it just wasn't like that type of uh interaction isn't what i'm looking for i'm looking for where they like legit like it it looked like almost halo style hero like story mode right like it was complete maps where you were playing through a story there was stuff going on in the story and 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 like like Defty mentioned, it, it it will probably you only get to play through it a few times before you you get old. But who knows? Left for Dead. How long did a lot of people play that? Game oh yeah, they're right. like, still playing it. Still playing it. Too, right, yeah. they're still mm-hmm. playing it because because like it was just it was interesting enough game mm-hmm. gameplay, and I felt like that was um, that was what Overwatch needed. That was the shot in the arm that they needed was something to really attach me more to the characters that I love because like I love Diva. I think that Diva's a great character. I, you know, I own a Diva chair that I sit in every day. I like Diva is uh, I would be quote a Diva main, which I think <laughs> that also was yeah. like uh, you know, a, a place that they really fumbled was not making like the ability to main a character more accessible they wanted sure. everyone to have to switch characters and have to have certain team comps and this and that and it was like 
within that mode, you don't have to worry about that stuff. I can just love the characters that I want to love, and, and I can play as those characters, and I can do, like, I can play the game the way I want to play the game. And I just don't feel like they give that because they're too interested in trying to force an esports feel to their game. That was their whole, like, that was their driving uh, motivation to the game was we want to be an esports game and I just think that if you look back the games that are esports games weren't like we want to be an esports game they were look at this fun game we released and then people got competitive with it and they made the esports scene yeah. it wasn't a forced esports scene right yeah like, that's for sure I'm, I'm going to point something out. I've just been, whilst you were talking there, just whilst I was listening to you, I've turned down the trailer, but I was just watching the original trailer for the, the Hero Mode, and I will just point something out to you. Um, the maps that were introduced to Halo, uh, to, Halo to um, Overwatch 2, do you know, so we've got the, the Canada map, uh, the Canadian map, sorry. We've got the... Um, uh, the one where it's the push... Uh, no, it's the payload one. Uh, what camera it's called? Um, well, basically, all the new maps that came with the game when uh, oh, Overwatch nice. Two released were all in the trailer. What oh, that means is, what <laughs> so what that means is, all of that stuff had already been worked on. The game was already able to be played. They already had the five-person thing in place. This trailer came out in 2019. So every single element of this being placed, they had the, the missions already started, and you could actually look, it looked like some of the missions uh -huh. were actually playable to some extent. It also looked like the some of the, like, the character creations and stuff like that had really get, been thought out to some extent. Um, it also had some of the story elements. It, it, it made use of some of the actual elements of the areas, like Gibraltar and stuff, making them actually have a, a reason for being this base on Gibraltar. Um, all these elements were actually in the game, in the trailer. Now, I know that they do a lot of, like, cutting around the corners so that you don't see the bad graphics of certain areas and stuff like that, whilst they're not still, like, they're not fully in place yet. Okay, I know that they do this, but that three years, something went wrong. And I, I like, I know COVID happened. I know it did. But actually, that increased the productivity of the company in terms of, like, they, they, they were seeing... By the end of end of COVID, they've seen an improvement of up to forty percent, if I remember the statistic correctly, um, <clears throat> uh, from the people who are working at home. Mm -hmm. How how did it go so wrong? How is it three years were spent in and pretty much in comparison to that that trailer, nothing was happening in those three years. Like that seriously, if you watch that trailer right now. You will see exactly what I mean. It, it literally. And uh, I don't know if you've ever played um, XCOM. You know where you kind of you, you've got like you can choose where you pick where you go next. You know on the big world map. Yep. That was how it looked like it was going to get laid out. There was like symbols next to it to say like the null sector were currently attacking this location, and you could go fly there and sort out the null sector in that location. So it would be like you could specifically pick where of these locations you would go. And sort out like the null sector, or um, you know, potentially sort out um, what's his name, 
uh, Doomfist or, or something like that, you know, something uh. that would, would tie into the story somewhere. Um, it's weird. It's 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 just it's just strange. It's like something's something went so horribly wrong. Mm. Um, but yeah. Out of that, we must move on. But uh, but in terms of that, so uh, next topic is the aiming question, and I know purpose. What is your monthly aiming question? It's been a while since you had an aiming question. All right. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't do homework again. Apparel. Uh, <laughs> so, like... uh, this is going to be kind of tough. Okay. Hey, give me an, give me an AMA question. <laughs> For Kai or Duffy, it doesn't matter. I definitely got the favorite cooking one. Okay. Um, that's a, actually a really good one. Defty, can you tell us what is your favorite cryptid and why? Ooh. I don't... Hmm. Is, is a cryptid and a mythological creature the same? Is it? Nuka? <laughs> Nuka? Can you... Uh, so no. <laughs> they, they are not the same because cryptids are... Cryptids are believed to be like an... It could be a thing. Like, it could be a real thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... Yeah, I see. I see you saying. I see you saying. Um. So hmm. like a unicorn could not be, a, is not a cryptid, but like somehow a Mothman is. Do you know? Mythological creatures can be cryptid. Yeah, they can be cryptid. Yes. There is so there's a there's an um obviously we have we have cases especially around the UK um of oh, UK cryptids I've never heard of these uh, well you will actually have heard of quite a few of these because we, we we have our own versions of things like the sirens and stuff that would lure people to the okay, rocks yeah. and all that kind of stuff um we have another one which is based on ancient um. It's just ancient kind of Celtic Saxon uh, mythology to some extent. It's called Selkies, oh, and okay. Selkies uh -huh. would would essentially. Um, I'll see if I can specifically get a title for what Selkie is. Um, but in terms of mythological, um, it is yeah, like so a Selkie is a creature for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Selkie is a, is a mythological creature that basically is uh, oh it says here Celtic and Norse origin um, specifically, um, and they would have both human forms and like a, a form that's kind of uh, mermaid esque. Okay, but this these things didn't come from we never like the ancient Greeks didn't talk to the ancient Celtics at this point. There was not that crossover, so it was their own independent mythological creature, and um, they would essentially try and lure people to the the water and hold them under. That was their their like their mo of killing, essentially. Um, some people kind of describe them as being slightly um, like beautiful, essentially, as they lured things to the water, but they would be kind of like seals or uh, sea lions or um, seahorses, that kind of, you know, the the legs of a, some sort of a, a fishy creature as such. 
but they would essentially lure them to the water and then kind of, you know, enact their whatever the reason is for this thing that, of killing them. But they are really cool because they feel, although there's mermaids and we know about mermaids, they mm. feel original because they were not an element of something. I don't know. Like they, they feel like it was something you could genuinely talk to uh someone back in the olden days and they would believe it 100 percent believe that these selfies were real like everyone had heard about them they were you know you went to the pub and it was like yes this is a cryptid 100 percent, this is a cryptid oh, yeah. this, is, yeah. this is something that happens you know it's it's like undiscovered yet not quite so it's interesting i, I love them i think they're so cool um but yeah hey right, so let me let me know if I'm bringing up the right... Hold on. Where is that? Sorry. Kind of scroll to review my Chrome again. And make it a little bigger so you can actually see it. Hold on. Ah! So sorry. I was going to face now. But, uh, is that Sulkies? I'm, I'm searching. I'm just checking now. It's going to catch up with the yeah. stream. Yeah, that's essentially what Sulky is. Yeah, so they're like the, the, the mer creatures. Oh, the mer creatures. Gosh, very interesting. All right, there you go. There you go. Look at it. There's there's a really good representation that on the right hand side. They were just a little bit further up. It's like a little girl kind of peering out of the water. Um, uh, right side or left side? Am I scared? On the right hand <laughs> side. You'd you be able to see it right from the top, basically. Oh, right from the top. Like, um, think maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right from the top. The the title says the seal people. Right. It's mirrored for you, Thoreal. <laughs> but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you see it, I see it. I can't just so be able to just okay. But yeah, we'll go from there. But um, definitely interesting. <laughs> Some people learned and a new thing entirely. But yeah, that's cool. All right. So let me see if I can. I gotta shrink my screen because it's covering my face now. Uh, all right. All right. So moving on. Chat GPT. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I've used AI chat before. I don't have any experience with it. I've heard about it, and I was like, it's an interesting topic, and if he's coming more more into light and more um, prevalent in um, in um, the world today, have any of you guys heard of it at all or used it? Yeah, I used it recently. Are you done? Who hasn't heard of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, who hasn't heard of it, yeah. It's becoming massive now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I I, re I I recently used it. Um, so basically, I'm uh, so I'm writing um, some stories in the background, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, something like I do in my spare time and stuff like that. There's a there's an element. There's there's a. I'm not going to I'm not going to, going to give it away. But there's a there's a location in this, in one of my stories, and I've always been I always wondered about the idea of using a name like what name to give it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell you now, it's a lighthouse, but I wanted that lighthouse to have some form of, like, it is a very different version of what a lighthouse is supposed to do. It's, okay. it's completely within another setting, sort of thing. And um, and so I, I, I basically explained to this chat G, uh, GPT, it just said, you know, you know, what would you... How, like, how would you describe this? What name would you give this? And I, I wrote it out and I said, what would you give this as a name? And it came up with some amazing answers. Because really? not only did okay. it, Yeah. 
because not only did it pull from like what normal faces things is, mm-hmm. it pulled from ancient history. Like oh, it, yeah. it pulled from ancient Greece. The the word pharos, p h a r o s, yeah, is the ancient Greek word for a lighthouse, a pharos, because far uh, far is is like for the sun or, or light mm-hmm. or something like that. And so I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is such a cool, you know. So I kept, I asked a few times, like, could you give me names, more kind of examples and stuff? And it, mm-hmm. it gave me 50 examples of names to, to kind of draw upon. And I was just like, this, wow. is, just, this is just amazing because <sighs> I, I, I might not use any of these, but the fact that I can just come to it and it can be that, that, um, <laughs> that push, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah. You, it, it really, it, it's a very good tool to give ideas, right? Like mm. whenever you're in a, whenever you're in a state that you need to be brainstorming and you don't have someone to brainstorm with, just right. being able to feed feed these ideas to a bot, an AI bot that that really can take those ideas and and use a wealth of knowledge that's out there to to give give you know those to brainstorm with you. It's just the idea of it is just so amazing and so cool. I imagine. Um, let's see, because I want to try an example. So what can I be a question? Can we ask Carly and something we've been talking about? Or what do you think? Uh, okay, why don't you say um, something like... Uh, I don't know. What? Oh, I'll tell you what, here's a really good one for you. Okay. What original comic book character would you uh, make a film for if you could? And if it comes back and says, if it comes back and says something that's already had a film made for it, ask it to specifically go down to like, that hasn't had a film or TV appearance. It's generated a lot. Let's see. I can't, I was on Zoom real quick to see. It's still generating. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, uh, come right. All right. Let me zoom it in because it's a little tiny for you guys. Hold on. So it looks like it says if I could create an uh, original comic book character for a film, I would use a character named Nix. Oh, original Nix. Oh, Nix. Sorry. Yeah. Nix would be a complex enigmatic anti-heroine with supernatural abilities and a dark past. Here's a brief overview of. Nyx and her story. Title Shadows Nyx, by of... the way, means night in um, ancient Greek. Oh, okay. Shadows of Nyx. Nyx, a mysterious, tormented vigilante, roams the city streets of a dy- dystopian metropolis known as Nocturna City. There you go. Uh, with raven flowing hair, clad in a, a sleek black suit adorned with intricate silver patterns, Nyx possesses the power to manipulate shadows, granting her unparalleled stuff. And control over darkness. I see. Origins. Oh, oh God, there's so many things here. Uh, Nix's <laughs> origins lie enshrouded in secrecy, hinting at a tragic event from her past. She possesses no memories of her previous life, only fragmented nightmares that haunt her dreams. As she embarks on a mission to protect the innocent, Nix unravels the truth about her forgotten identity, uncovering a web of conspiracy and betrayal that reaches the highest echelons of power. All right. We'll just through the powers and that character arc. Oh my god, there's so much detail here. Okay. Um, 
Where's your... Okay, let me see. Uh, power. So, Nix's primary ability is un unbrachinous? I can't know that's the word. Umbrachinesis. Umbrachinesis. Okay, thank you. And the only hurts you manipulate shadows and darkness. You can meld with shadows, becoming nearly invisible. We swiftly through them and summon tendrils of darkness to ensnare or attack her enemies. Additionally, she possesses enhanced agility, combat skills, proficiently with various weapons. There's a lot of detail. I'm going to oh, yeah. just say, I love this character already. I love this character already. Uh, and I'm going to just say that this character exists in the Marvel Universe. Does he? If Wait. you search Nick's Earth 616, this okay. is a character who has Umbra Kinesis, but it is a totally different character. It came up with this character and made this character, but they have very similar powers. They uh. have a very different backstory. Mm -hmm. But yes, the, so so Nyx is a character in the, in the Earth 616, and they are very similar, but also completely different characters. Nice. Can I point something out? Do yeah, you know why... Do you know why it says 616? Why? Yes. I don't know why. why. It's, it's the number of the devil. Ooh. It was a mistranslation. Everyone believes that 666 is the number of the devil, and it's not. It's a complete mistranslation. It was 616. There you go. This, is like a, this sounds like a good story. It's nothing I would have had Marvel ever put out or any comic book. So, it's definitely a very smart AI and it's pulling from. From, uh, I love it. They like different feels. Yeah, exactly. But um, and then the one thing I'm just curious because I know. Let's see. Sorry, hold on. I'm just curious because I do stream and I just want to see what I respond here. How to be a successful streamer? I just want to see what points it brings up. So yeah. one thing that you may want to know whenever you're doing this is so it it maintains what conversations you're having so uh, you can have separate conversations that's the new chat right yeah you can have separate conversations where it keeps the context of what you've been doing so oh yeah if you wanted to con like if you wanted to be having a conversation about uh, you know how to be successful as a streamer and it gives you some ideas like and you you go back and forth in this conversation it's constantly taking what context you've already given it into account uh, interesting all right so just highlight some points point one find your niche point two invest in quality equipment point three create a professional looking stream point four interact with your audience Point five, be consistent. Point six, network and collaborate. Point seven, promote your stream. Point eight, continuously improve. Point nine, have a positive attitude. And if those are points I already agree with, but I meant, yeah, definitely. If it says to go elaborate, yeah, the AI would definitely have a conversation and brainstorm as this is uh, what you were having kind of when you asked for your character and then the names and if you keep going through. Can I ask? Can I ask one more question? Oh, you want to ask? Sorry, do you want to try just put a new chat here? A new chat. Okay. Oh, there you go. New question. Okay. Yeah. If, if, uh, this AI had the option, okay, of casting for a Lobo, uh, DC 
comics yeah. film, who would it cast? Oh, so who would you cast for El Lobo? L-O-B-O? L-O-B-O. Uh, DC Comics character. Comics character. Alright, let's see. I always got. I was. I'm always annoyed by having to say DC Comics. Yes. Because it, it's Detective Comics. It, it really bugs me. But <laughs> yeah, they yeah. They're so unaware of their own right. folly. All right. All right. Here are three suggestions. All right. Ooh. So. Ooh. 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 Number one. Yes. Jason Manoa. Uh-huh. Number one. As soon as, as soon as you said it, I thought to myself, well. The hair, Jason Momoa, right. it's like, has to be <laughs> yeah. one of them that we come up with, right? Yes. So, Dave Batista, just, number two. Okay, sorry. It's just a shame that Jason Momoa is already in the DC Universe. It is already in the DC Universe, that's true. Just David, uh, Dave Batista, number two. No. No, can't see it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? So Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Let me just search. From Walking Dead. Dean and they play Thomas Wayne in the DC Universe? <clears throat> nope. No, you don't see that too. No. Joe Mangi, I can't remember his name. Manganello. Manganello, yes. He says his voice. Deep voice would be a compelling choice for a level. I don't know if you heard it. Or just... Oh, those last ones are interesting. Terry Crews. Maybe. Terry no, Crews. No, 100%. No, no, not at all. No. Bad, 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 bad evil. Bad no. evil. No. This is very interesting. I feel like they make it so that also that um they're doing API integration, so like even from maybe from a chat standpoint, if you ask a question, it will go to the chat GP and then bring back possibly that response. I haven't figured out how it works yet. Because I know Lumia added it. Could you type in can uh, can you type in can you give me five more options? Okay, let's see. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh no, no, I'm saying. Alright, let's see. Oh yeah, this is something I like about it because they they're like, yeah, no, we'll give you more if you need it. That's All fine. right, one, Dwayne Johnson. Is that... Uh, no, hundred percent no. That... Okay, Tom Hardy. Already in a DC shame. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Already in DC um, with. Uh, oh yeah, with Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy, yeah. Yeah. John Cena? John Cena already in one, unfortunately. <laughs> and Gerald Butler. It's a terrible actor. Terrible actor, all right. Okay, so, so then the next thing that you ask it is, can you give me five more and include no actors that have been in a right. DC movie previously? Or comic book movie, because uh, they might yeah, try to Yeah, or comic them. book, yeah. Uh, let's see Okay. Uh, let me see here. Oh wait, it actually gave some of them. Right, hold on, wait till it finishes. All right. I mean, it didn't do a great job as the no. second one was. No. Just uh, just that it was in the comic book Yeah. So Mad Michael. I don't know you. Mad Mike Michelson. Mads Mickelson. Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Okay. Mickelson. Yeah. Yes or no? So, right. <clears throat> Matt Mickelson is a great actor, and I mm-hmm. can definitely see him being, um, like, a, a, a good actor for other roles. Not Lobo. Lobo is, like, 
the same sort of size as Dwayne the Rock Johnson is at his peak, and right. he is fucking <laughs> ripped. Whoa. Mads Mikkelsen cannot attain that. Gotcha. So H. Zelda, is there the comic? H. Zelda, yeah. So, the yeah. Guardian, yeah. Okay, uh... And if I cost a Waldo... Nikolai... Costa... I could see it, weirdly enough. He would need to. He'd need to put some weight on. He would need to put a lot. Oh, that's for the people viewing, not for you guys. I'm building. But um, Joel Egerton, I no. He Joel Egerton could do Wolverine, but not. Okay. Not Lobo. Joel Egerton, no. Okay. And then Tom Hopper. Uh, Tom Hopper. Tom from Umbrella, yeah. right? No. Umbrella Academy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, just interesting. Interesting yeah. to keep going on and just have brainstorm and you just feel kind of on that, but comic book part. But yeah, it is very interesting. So ChatGP is out there, and like some recent news, like even I think one of the things like the Bandit and in uh, believe the New York. Public schools? I can't remember where I saw that. But, um, I mean, they've banned it in all the public schools, but the, the problem is, is that they can't tell whether or not you use chat GP or not. <laughs> yeah. like, That's true. Like, they had, they, had a, they had a teacher that failed, like, 90% of their class, stating that, like, that they used chat GPT for their final or some crap. Uh. But they were like... We didn't, like, most of them were like, no, I didn't use it. And, like, mm. there was just no way for them to, like, Chad GPT, the, the way that he, he determined that they did was he literally asked Chad GPT, did you write this? And then Chad GPT was just like, yeah. Oh, really? What a day. Well, day. All that right. Was, that was proofing, his way of proofing it. It's. Like, there's so much work right now going into how to determine whether or not an AI is the origin of, like, papers and, and things like that. It's a huge problem for schools. Mm -hmm. Like, especially, one of my favorite stories, actually, uh, involving ChatGPT is there was a teacher who like came out and just told the other teachers at the school that they were teaching at like that teacher taught history and was like look ChatGPT is a huge tool for my kids like they can learn so much about history just asking ChatGPT to tell them about it and so he told the other teachers look I'm going to teach the kids how to use this but you need to be aware that they're going to know how to use this now. Mm -hmm. And it's only a matter of time before they determine, oh, I can just have this thing write my book reports, write my papers, write everything for me. And it's going to cause a big problem for you. But it's out there. They're going to find it anyway. Right. So I may as well teach them to use it for something that they can learn with. That's you. And so, like... To me, I think that it's a it's an incredible tool, but boy, I'm I'm glad my kids don't know about it. 
Good. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Can can I just make a suggestion uh, back towards the lo- the Lobo ca- uh, person who All I right. would cast? Okay, we got. Okay. Search for a guy called Zach McGowan. Okay, hold on. Let me bring my thing back up. And bring that. Sweet. You'd need Zach. to put. He'd need to put muscle on. He, I mean, he's muscly, but he would okay. need to put muscle on. Okay. Uh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. Yep. Like he would definitely have to, like, I mean, he's ripped right now, but, like, he would have to, like, bulk. put, like, bulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he would be an astonishing Lobo. Like, like he's got the, he's got the, he's got the hair for it. He's got this kind of, uh, I mean, with his smile, you can see he's got this kind of, like, cheeky bastard smile mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what you need for someone like Lobo who's an amazing character mm-hmm. but yeah 100% like that'd be 100% really good in nice. my opinion no, no, I see it I see it exactly and with that moving on to the next talk I got my PC and it still is like definitely your great cars and everything is just like it's great but you know like I always want to try to gun these down so be more efficient so that it's more you know, like, digestible for people, so we'll try to get through the next couple talks. So, Dusty, this comes to you now. What is your Ask Me Anything question? Okay. Uh, I'm going to end this to both of you. Uh, and the general question is, we have had so many games recently that have had the kind of, you know, the polish put on them. Let's say, for example, like, Alan, Alan Wake 2, which uh, the trailer was dropped just a couple of days ago. And that trailer looks like astonishing. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, but not only that, you know, you look, you look at like Resident Evil Four, which has come out. It's a remake, isn't it? And it, but it looks astounding. The beautiful, it's beautiful. The graphics and everything are fantastic. If you two were to choose, right, a game either as a remake or a sequel to another game that you've played that has this polish and beauty element put on top of it um, to really kind of... And, and, and quality as well, because, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Resident Evil games have got a lot of good quality to them as well, and, and this I think Alan Wake's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And the, not to say any, you know, basically, what would you pick if, like, beauty, quality, and the fact it's, it's revisiting something... Uh, either as a remake or a sequel, what would you pick? Do you want to go first? You can go first. If you have one. I'll let you go first. Hey, what? <clears throat> oh, do you... you go first. Oh, you let me go first? Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think... I want to see if your answer is similar to mine. Oh, similar to yours? Okay. <laughs> I would say I think I would love to see uh, improvement as I'm trying to figure out if they have done anything recently is to Double Dragon, which is a very classic NES game back in the day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so like they can polish it and kind of like give it more of like a modern fear because like it's a very 2D kind of like scrolling back and forth if they could actually improve it and bring some more polished look to it now because I like, it was very epic back in the day so that's my answer I don't have to expand more than that so 
My my answer would be Final Fantasy VII, except for you know they did <laughs> do a remake of that. Um, so I would go with my other favorite PlayStation One title, and that that the the fact that you mentioned, I think Alan Wake actually did that. Did that show at the PlayStation Showcase? Yes. I haven't watched the PlayStation Showcase. I wanted to last night and I never got around to it. But uh, I did see some of what happened. This isn't why it's fresh to my mind. It's actually because I think that this game was... It's by far one of my favorite games of all time. And that's Metal Gear Solid. The original Metal Gear Solid for PS1. um, I think... If they did a full-blown remaster with with a like with an update like they did to Resident Evil, I think because to me that game was just so solid. The story was really good. It was really like it was a beautiful game at the time, and I think that they could just like that could be a gorgeous game. And I know that it's like. To me, I just almost feel like it would almost like never live up in my in my eyes. But I mean, I know like I don't know how everyone else felt about Final Fantasy VII's remake. I thought that it was pretty good. I know that there were some shortcomings to me, but like I just don't know it could if if Metal Gear could ever live up to what I would expect from a current game that would be that like that story that setting and everything Mm -hmm. but i think that that would be my pick i would love to see what they would do with that i know what my pick would be yeah what would your pick be uh warcraft 4 and i mean strategy okay i I don't mean i don't mean world of warcraft i mean warcraft 4 yes so okay so that is uh one of the things that i was hoping with the whole microsoft acquisition was that there are so many like there's not like there are so many RTS titles out there, right? And mm. it's like IPs out there and I would just really love to see some more like exploration into the RTS genre. That was one of my favorite genres growing up and I just feel like it's not explored enough anymore. And and there could be yeah. some real cool developments in that in that space. Or if it is explored these days, we just never hear about it because it's not a triple A title. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a shame. Like I, 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 Warcraft Three for me is still one of the most oh, uh, iconic so games. I, I've, mm-hmm. I, I had thousands of hours in that game. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like two and three both for me. Like that was where my, my, you know, a lot of my gaming you know not started i started way way before that but like (laughs) during my teenage years that's where i spent a lot of hours of my time was was just playing the the all those all those rts games i i loved all of them starcraft warcraft and and the command and conquer series were great um i never actually got to do xcom which xcom is uh is kind of rts right yeah, yeah I, to some extent. Yeah, I, I never got to, got to do that one, but uh, I I spent a lot of time with those other three. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would hundred percent be my my pick. Like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Iconic. I love that pick. 
It was interesting. Definitely. All right. Movie two, the segment that we always have in the podcast, and it's going to be mostly a purpose <laughs> segment in this space, the Kenshin segment. So what's going on with Kenshin now, Purpose? Give us an uh, update. Okay. So in Genshin right now, we have... Uh, they. Uh, they released the uh, the card game and end game card game a while back, and the most recent uh, patch that happened this week, they uh, they have an event going on where uh, they have like that's the the focus of of the event is the car the end game card game, which is pretty cool. Um, they released a new area to Sumeru, um, which, in my opinion, is very beautiful, mm-hmm. but not very large. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a small area to explore, so there's still a lot to do in that small area, but uh, it wasn't quite as vast as whenever we got the uh, initial Sumeru area or the expansion. Now the, the the third or the second expansion is a little smaller, but that's to be expected. They're uh, nearing the end of this uh, this area cycle, so like basically whenever normally like Genshin 1.0 came out, that was the Mondstadt area. Whenever 2.0 came out, that was your leeway area. Then 3.0 brought Inazuma, or no, I guess 3.0, 2.0 was Inazuma, and and, and Leeway was was part of the Mondstadt area because it was like that was all one landmass. So yeah, 2.0 was was Inazuma, and then 3.0 was was Sumeru. So. 4.0 is coming soon, and 4.0, like, we got 3.8, and then maybe 3.9, but 4.0 is, is in either the next update or the update after that, and they'll be introducing a new, uh, a new, completely new, uh, continent thing, so that'll be pretty fun when that comes, uh, getting kind of hyped for that, but, um, yeah, there's just still so much to do in Sumeru for me. I've not explored everything. I've been uh, a little pulled away from the game, so I do my dailies and I and I do like story quests and whatnot. But I haven't really been doing much for side quests uh, because I've been playing a lot of uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, a little bit of Vampire Survivors, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I played a little bit of Redfall with. Uh, Newfield whenever that came out so uh, been kind of pulled away from Genshin the other thing is and I haven't fell uh, fell for it as much as some other Genshin players but uh, Honkai Star Rail came out uh, that is another game by uh, MiHoYo which is the producers of Genshin Impact so uh, Honkai Star Rail is more of a. I actually think that you would be more likely to like this title than the Genshin Tai. Okay. It is the same model, but and the combat is different. So the combat is more of a Final Fantasy style combat where it has. Uh, it's the. You select what you're going to do and it's turn-based so 
it's a lot more like a Final Fantasy style combat game. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, not not as not as active combat, more uh, more of select what you're gonna do and then uh, strategize from there. So I don't know. Uh, to me, it was okay, but I'm not as like I'm still super like fixated with with Genshin. So okay. Like, oh, you said a uh, Hakon uh, Star Rail? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. Uh, Honkai Star Rail. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's how yeah. it's actually released already. Looks like. Like I yeah, think it released. released. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I played a little bit of it. I got a little ways. Um, I haven't, re- like I said, I haven't really dug into that one yet. I've okay. just been doing a lot with Genshin, but uh, gotcha. my daughter's been playing it some, and she really likes it. She thinks the characters are really cool, and okay. and uh, she likes the battle style. So you know, it's you it's go. worth a look if you're into that. I'll take a I will take a look. And now, Dufty, this is a Genshin segment because we always talk about Genshin. Have you ever had experience of Genshin Impact at all, Genshin? Dufty at all? Or? Uh, I installed it because it obviously it's free to to play. Um, I installed it a while back, but uh, I didn't I didn't really progress more than a couple of hours into the game. Um, not because I didn't like it or anything. Um, it's it's strange. I came from such a background of playing a lot of World of Warcraft and stuff, and that kind of sets a precedent for me. And also, I don't really cater towards like the Japanese side of the style of making video games. So like the Final Fantasy game and stuff like that just don't seem to appeal to it as much. I think I prefer the Western style of, of uh, fantasy as such. Um, which is weird because like I I liked Final Fantasy seven and five and nine and eight and stuff like that you know, um, but yeah it's 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 weird. Um, I don't know it's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I didn't it, mind it. Genshin really felt a lot like um, a, a different take on like a Zelda Breath of the Wild to me. I I um, was gonna say that I was going to say that. Uh-huh. And and so I mean obviously there's different characters. The the combat feels very different than Breath of the Wild obviously. But um yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I always encourage people to try it out just because as you mentioned, it is free to play and it is very like it's very friendly for free to play players. So like it's like there's definitely money grabs in it. Like they, they're going yep. to try and sell you characters. That's there's no getting around that. But like you, you could play the game and never spend a dime and have a an account that can they can achieve all content. Like that is not like that's not hard to do. I think there's actually a, a streamer who like didn't do like they they played through the game and they didn't pull any uh like didn't do any character pulls until like they absolutely had to and it was just because like you had to have like different elements to get through an area but like to sit like to say that like i I don't even know i think that they just used what's given to you at the beginning of the game like because there's so many characters that like it just gives you like it's just like here you have this guy now and he's a nice guy and, and you have this 
character and she's a she's an electro character and so like they just give you one of each character and then you like all those characters are good enough that you could never like all you would have to do is invest in them and like invest your time in them and you could literally complete everything but like then they but they give you so much currency like from doing your daily quests from doing like just side quests and missions and stuff like by completing all of it you get so much currency that like you're going to have multiple like really good characters if you spend no money and it is perfectly possible i think that they like their free to play model is almost as good as in my opinion path of exiles like path of exiles free to play model is like in my opinion bar none like the closest thing that you have to pay for in that is stash tabs and like that's just if you want the quality of life of the stash tabs like I, I think that they did a really good job on their on their model. And and again, as I said, Honkai Star Rail uses... Actually, it's more free-to-play friendly than Genshin is because they have, like, Genshin has a pity system where, like, every 90, uh, every 90 wishes you have if you have not hit a five-star pool, which is the, the highest, you know, value pool that you can get. If you haven't, then you're going to be guaranteed to get a five-star character. Um, and in Honkai Star Rail, they have that, but also every 300 wishes you do, you just get to pick a character from the, the standard banner that they have. So it's not like an event character, but it's like a five-star off of the standard banner. You just get to pick one and, and, and have it because you've made 300 wishes, which, like... I, I, I wish they had that Genshin. Like, I would have five stars of a lot... Or I would have, like, C6s of a lot of my five-star mm. standard characters that are good. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, again, it's... It's going good in those in those uh, worlds, but uh, I haven't been playing quite as much. Another, you know... Yeah. It, it, is, it is also part of the whole uh, games-as-a-service thing. For me, Genshin was great because I came into Genshin and it was like a full game already. Like right. I I didn't play during 1.0 or any of that. I came in like at the end of Inazuma. So like I had t like I still haven't finished like two of the continents. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so I got yeah. I got tons to do like as they're releasing more content. But like I do understand cuz I know uh Dark Venus and I, we've had conversations on the podcast about, uh, you know, the players who have been playing that long are like, dude, I'm bored, like, give us more stuff. And, and I understand where they're coming from because it's games and service. Uh, but for me, it's not, it's just not there yet. And uh, that makes me happy because it has very good characters, it has very good story, and I enjoy it. So, thanks. There's one. That's because everyone. Okay, there you go. Well, the one thing I wanted to kind of bring up because I was talking to, we talked, I talked to W before because he was doing something when we were playing Apex, with the Apex pack, which is probably similar to like a wish or because you get something out, randomly. 
the Genshin players, I know Jamie Slyfox, I've talked to him about it before, has this kind of like, like method to like where to go to do your pulls in the game or how to, you know, like what you need to do to like any superstitions that you have for doing wishes or is this kind of like randomly, there's nothing to it or like, or do you have so any? I don't know. Me, the question. For me, there is no superstition whatsoever. I just, wherever I'm standing, whenever I decide that I'm going to pull on the banner, that's where, where I where I wish. But my kids, on the other hand, uh, very different story. Uh, like, if they're wishing for, like, a Venti, or if they're wishing, like, depending on what character banner they're wishing on, what character they're trying to get, they'll, like, go to significant areas for that character so like um, so for venti like in the middle of monstat there's like a huge statue of venti with its hands out and they'll like go and they'll sit down in the hands of venti and they'll like they got all this different stuff that they do before they'll do their pool and then and then they pull their you know they do their temple or whatever and and they get excited and and then if it's not you know if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but yeah they right. have rituals to it I, I personally don't but i i do think it can be fun it can be a fun thing to do especially in that world where like every character in that in that game has something that is significant to them <laughs> that you can go to like there's there's somewhere that you can go and feel like oh well that like the other thing is like um they they'll go like yaimiko is the current uh, the current banner, and so they'll go to uh, in Inazuma. There's one of the like there's the Sakura tree, and the Sakura tree is significant to Yaimiko. That's where like Yai, that's where you run into Yai and everything all the time. So they'll go in front of the the shrine there at the Sakura tree, and they'll wish there. And it's just something that they do. It's something fun. And I kind of poke fun at them, but I understand it. It's just something to make the, the uh, whenever you're gambling on whether or not you're going to get the character you want to get, uh, you know, it, it just gives it a little more excitement, a little more build up to it, I guess. Sure, sure. There you go. That, that's, because I think every, every kind of like anything that has a kind of system, I guess there is some kind of also superstition or ritual. And I mean, the comment, like, but yeah, definitely. Maybe remind me of that because Dusty had a what's your ritual, Dusty, for when you open Apex pack? Uh, oh yeah, I, I basically uh, I take off my headphones so I can't hear, and I just basically I cover my eyes because it's mm. just there's the opportunity to get um, the Elim shards and stuff. So I'm like, you know, it's just it's mm. my ritual. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know why no, I do it, but it's it's just there. I just thought it was interesting as a comparison. So yeah. Alright, so that's the kitchen segment, so we're going to kind of wrap it up. So one thing is, like, I'm trying not to coin it, because, like, something is making you happy, but we'll see what's your favorite mode from this week that occurred, something that maybe, like, you can share that is something, uh, you know, like, happy, I guess, in this case. So, Dusty, can you go first? Uh, yeah. It's not going to relate to gaming. That doesn't matter. It could be anything. It to, to personal life. Um, my daughter did uh, her first sports day um, that I actually had a chance to, to watch 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was younger, I I I still remember my mum and my brother being there for my sports day. Um, it's one of those things that just it's something that's like I don't know. It's something that's still kind of ingrained in my memory. Just mm-hmm. having my brother and my mum there, kind of supporting me. And I was there. I, I basically didn't get much sleep that night before, but I was there for that. And uh, it was just an amazing occasion. I absolutely loved it. I could see that she loved it. Uh, I could see that, like, I could see she was so happy that I was there. Do you know what I mean? Right. And as a dad, it's such a good feeling to, to kind of have that, like, just be able to support and, and feel just so amazing mm-hmm. for, you know, being there for my daughter. And that happened this week. Nice. Nice. We're good. Purpose. Yeah, purpose. I know a lot in your update. Things are going on, but is anything interesting and happy that occurred this week? I mean, so I love my girls, and uh, you know, this is this is not to say anything ill. Like, uh, not it's not like celebrating in a in a you know, yay way, but it's mm-hmm. also it is. But uh, I don't have kids this weekend. They are uh, they are visiting with their grandpas. So. Uh, Nuka and I get a weekend to ourselves, and that's that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, like like yeah. I said, you know, I know. Uh, as 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 Defty was saying, you know, getting to go to you know sports sports games, sports days, and stuff like that with your your kids is so awesome, and and getting to see their enjoyment is just such a blessing mm-hmm. and so like this last week my kids went to a to a vacation bible school with some of their friends yeah. and whenever they would get home just seeing the way they were excited also like they were excited they came to talk to me i made all these friends we talked we, you know i have this in common with this person and you know they like my hero academia too and they like you know they they this kid plays genshin and this kid likes what i like and they it was really cool that uh that they got to meet a bunch of other kids that that shared a lot of the same interests and seeing that also was pretty big but my moment has to be that now that they've got to have their fun, I get a weekend. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Which you, I mean, as a parent, you don't get those often. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting a weekend with, yeah. with with my wife is is exciting. So yeah. Oh, so we're gonna so we're gonna do work on the bathroom together. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, interesting enough. Um, oh yeah, and we're gonna go see the machine. The machine? What do you mean the machine? The machine. It's uh it's a have you ever heard of the comedian uh Bert Kreischer? Mm-hmm. He does know. a he does a skit his he does a skit called The Machine and he talks about whenever he was in college, um he went down or he was in a Russian class and he didn't know any Russian. He's in Russian for, and he has no like the, the the whole thing is being taught in Russian, and he has no idea what the teacher's saying. But the teacher needs to teach the class, and they have to have so many kids enrolled, basically, you know. So right. they're like, "We'll we'll make sure you pass along." And so they take a trip over to Russia, and whenever he gets over to Russia, he earns the nickname the Machine, 
and it's just like he tells this whole story about what it meant to be the machine when he was in Russia and things. And this movie is about like the it... aftermath of the machine. Oh, uh, okay. That's on Netflix. That's like on Netflix. Uh, no, no, no. This is this is a release in theater. Oh, it's uh, a theater. Oh, yeah, nice. That's uh, cool. But yeah, right. it's it's. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that. I had no idea it was coming out until like just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then and then Nuke is just like. Did you know that they're making a movie about this? And I'm like, no, but we're going to see that. <laughs> nice. Like, <laughs> that nice. is that is a great comedy skit, and I want to know how they're going to make that into a movie. All right, there you go. Uh, let's see, so something that made me happy this week. I think having a conversation with my friend. I can't really go into details, but I think uh, it's just the fact that kind of I kind of reflect. It's like. I was talking with my friend, and I was like, oh, I know, I've known this person for a bit, and, like, this is our history and everything, and going back is, like, we have really evolved and changed, and I'm getting the friend, it was Jamie's Livebox, because I've been playing DMZ with him and been Overwatch, and, like, we met, like, so long ago, and we just, like, started playing, like, he's like, Ty, you're very reliable, and very, and, I, and very respectable, and I, and I was like, well, thanks, Jamie. And I was like, you're always very dependable, and you always make it have a fun time when we play, you know, play uh, like games on on stream together. So it's just a realization, like, this our how long we've been playing games, and like, just the evolution of a of a a friendship that you know I never thought would have existed if it wasn't for Twitch and wasn't for for video games and being online and meeting people. So we just had a good conversation. So I guess it's like just talking to some people and just like realizing, oh yeah, I've known you for a while and it's been a while and you know, even though we haven't met you know in person, as Purpose says, every few we met me we would have uh, a street brawl and then go eat ramen afterwards. <laughs> I don't know why this is from a video game, but uh, but yeah, like like literally like just you know like you know just like the world is like the world is the fact that it's never just confined to that one area of where you live, everything, you meet people all over, and, you know, some people you may get to know, maybe just through online means, you never, you know, and then expect to be really good friends with them after a while, and you've never met them in person, you know, never seen them, like, it's one of those things, it's like a very interesting realization this week, so that's what made me kind of happy just to realize that. All right, all right, so we're going to close out. So, Duff D, thank you for being a guest this week, or this month, I say this week, this month. Um, <laughs> so, where, where can people find you? And I know that little, the little tag thing has been kind of spinning in there, but do it verbally for the, the listeners out there. You know. Yeah, uh, the, the, the main place to find me is, is Deftworks, with a, an E in works, uh, on, on Twitch, which has been popping up randomly somewhere in the, in the video. Um yeah that's that's my main place to find me i do have a youtube that that i i upload every once in a while it's it's been a little while just you know trying to get up to date with that kind of content um i'm also on instagram under deathworks and twitter and what have you and yeah just a a few places uh but but primarily uh twitch and i stream there from sunday to thursday uh pretty much every week and um uh, I'm a night owl, so I, I, in terms of European time, it's somewhere between nine and eleven European time till somewhere between three and five o'clock in the morning. What time is it right now? Uh, right now we are looking at uh, twenty past five in the morning. 
There you go. <laughs> I appreciate you staying. Well, this is like your normal time, so you usually are up, and I think it's about yeah. time for bed soon. But I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast and the midst of the conversations and everything. And such, and purpose, thank you for coming back. You know, it's been the bathroom remodel has been a long, arduous journey, so glad that you're able to make it make it this week or this month. I keep saying this week, like we do this every week. This month. But, uh, and also, um, so yeah, and then also we have a good. Oh, do you know I have like, I don't know what the purpose is, but it doesn't look as in depth to you, but I have someone lined up for next month. And you want to you wanna guess who it is by chance? We got. Gishi, FPS. Yeah. It's Gishi. Okay, Gishi, Gishi is going to be the guest next month. Good. Yeah, cool. but, but it's going to be, you gotta, we'll have to talk about it. It's going to be on a Saturday, though, because it has to be a little earlier okay. in the day, yeah. so we'll figure it out when it gets closer. But, uh, but thank you, Def, DefWorks, be here. Uh, Captain Studio audience. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Come back on the page. Calm down, people. Calm down. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to. Let's see. I do that. I said All right. So let me. Let me. All right. And that'll be. I'll stop about the.